Well, good morning. Good morning. It is Friday. I am a little behind this week. It was just one of those weeks. So thanks for your patience. Um, my goal is to have four of these a week, but this week was just one of those where I'm like, all right, this is grace. We've been talking about God's grace and here we are asking that you would give me grace in the fact that we've been a little inconsistent. Um, we will get there. This is a work in progress. Uh, but we are going to be continuing today in Galatians chapter 3. So thank you for continuing to listen and send me messages to let me know that you're listening. I really do um, pray over this this podcast that this truly would be something that you are learning how to spend time in God's word and hear from him and just be with him through. I think that is one of the most valuable things that we have in scripture is, yes, you know, we get these historical kind of um, facts, right? We get this theology from it. But more than that, like we just get to hear from God's heart when we read scripture. Like we just get to spend time with our father when we read scripture. And what a gift that is, um, that we don't have a God who is far off, but we have a God who literally came in flesh, um, the son, Jesus, and left with us his Holy Spirit so that we can continue to be close to him. And he's constantly longing for us to be close and to draw us close. And so um, I'm just grateful for that today. I'm grateful to know that. I'm grateful to have access to the Bible. And I hope that you are too. I hope that this week has been good for you. Um, And even if not, you know, that you've been able to feel God's presence through it. I think that is always important to just reflect and say, God, you know, even through the good, even through the hard, where did I see you this week? Where were you? Um, and so I hope that you have time to do that, but I'm going to go ahead and pray and then read Galatians 3, um, 15 through 22. So Holy Spirit, we just ask as I read, would you come, would you speak to our hearts and draw us close to you? So Galatians 3, 15 says, dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement. So it is in this case, God gave the promises to Abraham and his child And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants, but rather it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not have been canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God would not be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. Now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Verse 21 says, Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we would be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your presence is constantly drawing us near. Thank you that your voice is constantly speaking to us longing for us to hear and receive what it is that you were trying to say. And so God, would we do that today? Would we not only read these words and hear them, but would we receive them? And would we remember them, God? Would we remember your promises? Would we remember your faithfulness? 
Would we look to these stories and remember your goodness and faithfulness from Old Testament to new? And in that, would we continue to draw closer to you? We ask this in your name. Amen. All right, so verses 21 and 22. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we would be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin. So we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. All right, so here's what is standing out to me today. Again, only Jesus at the end. You hear that and you can't not hear that, right? Only Jesus. That it is only by believing in Jesus Christ that we experience God's promise of freedom. So he's telling us here, like, this is the promise. It's that you have freedom. Um, but talking about a few different things here, you know, this is like such an interesting couple of verses of saying, is the law against God's promise? Um, is, or is God's law against God's promise? So there's kind of this conflict that it seemed like the Galatians were navigating because Paul is addressing it. So he probably wasn't coming up with it in thin air, but asking kind of this question of like, okay, but were, didn't God give us the law? And so now why is it saying like, it's not the law, but but it's God and his promises that we're supposed to be after and we're supposed to follow and walk towards. Um, so, but then Paul, he just so clearly speaks that and he says, certainly not. Um, like the law doesn't give you life. Like the law, it was only supposed to last for a certain time until the promised one came, Jesus, until the descendant, until the seed came. And that was Jesus. And so he's trying to tell them like, he's here, like Jesus is here. So now it's not the following the law that's going to fulfill um, what you're supposed to do, but it's it's God's promises. Like Jesus was the promised one, and now He gave us this gift of this freedom. So, um, just looking at that and saying, like, yeah, the law of Moses, the law that God gave to Moses, it was something that was useful to help show people um, God's standard for living, to show people how to live right and just and fair and and all of those and. Um, it was given to also show like our sin and our need for a savior, right? But then when Jesus came, um, we don't need that anymore. And also though, what happens when Jesus comes is he didn't come, remember it says to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, which means like these things and the laws that were in place, the rules that were in place, it doesn't mean that they were all set up necessarily for evil, but rather those things that were set up to help us live right, to help us live in, in a holy and pleasing way to God, a life of worship to God. Now through Jesus and the powerful his Holy Spirit, we are empowered to actually live that out. We are empowered to actually be like Jesus, become like Jesus and do what he did. And so before the law was showing people, um, like even the idea of, okay, if you sin, then you have to go sacrifice, you know, an animal. And that idea of like, you have to pay the price for your sin. It was showing, it was kind of this prophetic act of like, someday Jesus is going to come and he is going to be the lamb of God that was slain. And he is going to be the one that pays the ultimate price for our sin. And so now like, whenever we sin, we don't have to go and sacrifice an animal anymore. We just turn to Jesus who already was at sacrifice and we ask for him to come and to forgive us. And so this idea of setting up ways in the law to acknowledge that, we need to acknowledge our sin. We need to repent from our sin. We need to ask God for forgiveness, that there's a price that was paid for our sin. Like that was all setting people up to show them what it looks like, right? To turn from our sin and turn back to God. But now we have Jesus. And so now we can do that through Jesus and through his Holy Spirit. And we don't have to follow that law of sacrificing an animal anymore in the Old Testament. 
And so that was the thing that I was really thinking about today when I was thinking about, again, like, what does that mean only Jesus? And what is that question of like, yes, did it contradict the law? Did it conflict with the law? Like God's promise and God's law? Like, what did that look like? But just that reminder that the law was set up for a certain time to help people follow God, to help people live this holy, honorable, pleasing lives of worship to God, to serve him, to follow him. But now with Jesus, he not only just shows us what it looks like, but empowers us to actually live like that and to live lives that are holy and pleasing and lives lives that are transformed. And so now all of those things that were in the law and these, you know, the law for this, the law for that, like we can look to Jesus and say, you now empower us to live like you, to be transformed into your likeness. And you are the only one that we need. Scriptures declare, we're all prisoners of sin. Sin is constantly going to be something that we are going to have to be aware from and turn from and repent from. So we receive God's promise of freedom, freedom from our sin, freedom from the price of our sin, paying the price of our sin only by believing in Jesus Christ. It's only through Jesus Christ. So is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, we would be made right by obeying it. But the law, of, the law does not give us new life. Jesus gives us new life. The law does not make us right. Jesus makes us right. It's only Jesus. So I hope that as you hear this today, that there's something that you're remembering. Um, but that's what I'm remembering. Again, it's just that simple truth that it's only Jesus. And he came to not only fulfill the law, but empower us to live right, empower us to have new life in Jesus. So I hope you enjoy your weekend and we will talk on Monday. Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this.